You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. He's Ross Tucker, otherwise known as Meathead James Vanderbeek. He'll join us coming up. Also, the Hall of Famer Steve Young on loan from the Mothership will stop by. Phone calls always welcome, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to our streaming partner, Peacock, and our radio affiliates around the country. If you are a subscriber to the newsletter that wraps up the show, you get that every afternoon. I got an interview that I recorded with the former Steeler linebacker, Ryan Shazier. He discusses the journey after his career-ending injury. And also, we take you behind the scenes of one of our rejected calendar pictures. Fritzy McLovin try to portray Simon and Garfunkel. So that'll be on the newsletter later today. It's usually released around 5 Eastern time. Poll question, McLovin, what are we going with in hour two? Okay, hour one was, which vacancy would you want, Raiders, Jags, or Bears? The Raiders run away with it. I have a question for you. You could build around one young wide receiver in the NFL. Who are you taking? Justin Jefferson is 22. Jamar Chase is 21. Uh, DK Metcalf, 24. And maybe Debo Samuel, 25. That's a 25 and under crew. Uh, Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith, I think, are too young. So I'm not sure there's anyone else that jumps to mind. Chase Claypool, not quite there. Well, if you're going to put in Jamar Chase, then you got to put in Jalen Waddell because Waddle. Oh, do you think he's that in that? Well, he's going to have a hundred catches. Yeah, I mean they they came out in the same draft. I still think everyone would pick Chase over him right now. Probably right? yes. Well, you don't focus on the Dolphins. It's one of those where you look at Tua's numbers and you go, "Those are decent numbers." Waddle has had a really good year, but a quiet year because they weren't winning. Now they're winning. Um, I guess I'm taking Justin Jefferson because he's proven it now, you know, for two seasons. Chase started out great, kind of cooled off, I think. But, yeah, I'd probably... DK Metcalf, I I just, I think there's a fascination and he'll always have highlights. I don't know if he's going to be a great receiver. I, I just don't know... You know, you have to be able to run routes. You you can be physically imposing. You can be fast. You can big, be strong. You look at guys who kind of defy logic. They ran routes really well, uh, precise, great hands, consistent. Uh, you know, you got a lot of receivers who just want that home run ball. That you got to do the dirty work too. And I don't know if DK Metcalf is in that system. You know, if he's the right guy to do something like that, or he might be one of those guys that goes, hey, he had two catches and one was for 64 yards. Yeah, McClub. We already got a note. CeeDee Lamb is 22. Is he in that list too? Yeah. Yeah. I like him. I don't I don't know if, uh, if they spread the wealth there, but it feels like he's, you know, he's a number one receiver. He makes plays. Uh, you know, you have to clear your schedule now with what's going on with COVID because the NFL moved two games to tonight because of teams dealing with COVID. And, you know, both of these games have playoff implications. With the win over Seattle, the Rams will take sole possession of first place in the NFC West. Philadelphia and Washington are both in the running, as is everybody, for a wild card, card spot. The Rams have Seattle. Then they're at the Vikings and at the Ravens, closing out their season. But 
you know, these games will feature a lot of players you probably never heard of. All four will be starting multiple backups here. And the quality of play doesn't appear to be a big concern for the NFL. The schedule change has led to shortened weeks across the NFL. And all four teams will be forced to play on four days rest next week, which leaves them very little time to game plan, even less time for the players to rest. And it's far from ideal. You're making a final playoff push. And this just comes down to mental toughness, uh, you know, just the health of, of your roster. It's, it's a battle of attrition. And it was that with a 16-game schedule. Now you add a 17th, and you just hope that teams are able to field something that resembles who they really are. Because that's the shame. If somebody would miss out because, you know, a, a shortened work week or, you know, their, their roster is greatly reduced of their star players. But that's what's happening. The NFL is going to plow ahead. I think Mike Florio pointed this out, that the NFL is playing these games and they don't care who's playing in these games. They just want to get to the postseason. And I thought maybe you do away with Week 17 and, and be fair to the teams going into the playoffs. I know we'd love to have the 17th game, but do you want to have quality play in the playoffs? Do you want to have guys who have been injured uh, have that opportunity? Level the playing field for everybody. But the NFL has no interest in that. It's full speed ahead. We're getting these games in no matter what. Yeah, Paul. I saw the interview with Dr. Sills, NFL's doctor, with Jeremy Schaap, and he said the new policy is when you come to the facility, if you're vaccinated, you are not tested. Unless you voluntarily walk up to a medical staffer and say, I've got an issue, I want to be tested, I feel something. And otherwise, you just go about your business. Yeah, you don't have to tell anybody anything. No. If you have symptoms, then if you want to come forward, I, I think it encourages players to not say anything. And it feels like the NFL is quietly okay with this. Like, all right, you know, we're not going to test. If you feel bad, you know, you got flu-like symptoms, then just let us know. And I talked to a, a doctor, uh, this was two days ago, and he said, you know, how contagious this variant is right now, but it, in his mind, is going to burn off in about a month. But it's going to be this this tidal wave, but it's not going to hospitalize people. It doesn't infect your lungs. And because I was curious, because I have autoimmune issues, and I just wanted to make sure, because I've had the shots and I had the booster. And uh, he said, you've done everything you can do. If you do get it, you're probably going to feel like you have the flu. He said, that's, that's what we're seeing is pretty much the prevalent feeling uh, that, that people have. So, you know, for whatever that means, but it feels like in, in a month's time that maybe there is some relief there, but that's coming from a doctor who's involved in this field. Yes, McLeod. Isn't it interesting how a lot of what I seem to know about this is through the sports world? You know, that's yeah. where it starts with all these NBA and NFL and NHL players get it. But this is playing out on TV for us, that, that we know people who have this and how it affects players or teams. Uh, Twitter, it's playing out. Everybody has an opinion. You know, there was a story that was going around yesterday that, uh, you know, you had Mark Davis, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders owner. He complained that his team was given a competitive disadvantage because the game was moved another day for the Cleveland game. And uh, the Raiders cornerback, Casey Hayward, he wondered on Twitter if the Browns got a break 
and they were able to move it to last night because J.C. Treader, who's the starting center for the Browns, is the NFL Players Association <laughs> president. Hmm. So there's a lot of things going on here. It's not simple. And now you got people wondering if somebody's getting favors with the NFL Players Association. Yeah, McLovin. There's also a report the Philadelphia Eagles ownership and management went nuclear on the NFL for moving the game. Yeah, yeah. And I understand it. I understand it from their perspective. We're like, we, we're doing everything. Now you're going to give them an extra day. You're going to allow them to get healthier. And they're probably saying, why? Why can't we play the game when we're supposed to play the game with whoever's available to play? And I, I think that there's... There's concern, i got to be careful in how I describe this, that certain teams are, are benefiting from this, and they shouldn't. That if you, if you do what you're supposed to do, and you know, you're going to have an outbreak of COVID, but the question is, you know, how many does it take before you move the game? And, and it should be similar numbers for both teams, because it felt like Washington was devastated by this. And the Eagles, not as much, but then this game got moved to Tuesday. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Rick Stroud, who does a great job covering the Buccaneers for the Tampa Bay Times, he was with us yesterday. And I wondered, Chris Godwin's out for the year with the torn ACL. Mike Evans is a little banged up with a hamstring injury. And I wondered that... If those guys were healthy, are they bringing Antonio Brown back? And Rick Stroud said, what Tom Brady wants, Tom Brady gets. Tom Brady wants Antonio Brown back. Bruce Arians, Buccaneers head coach, is tired of the topic. What was the decision-making process for you like, knowing that some people might go back to those comments you made publicly about Brown and say, wait a minute, hasn't this guy had enough chances? I could give a what they think. The only thing I care about is this football team and what's best for us. It's a fair question. Uh, He told us last week that, you know, it it could go either way. Now, I don't know what it came down to. Um, You know, we know what Antonio Brown did. He did serve three-game suspension. But, you know, Tom Brady wanted to keep Antonio Brown in New England. And he's not letting go of Antonio Brown for whatever reason. Well, the reason is he knows he's still a valuable football player. Yes, he Bruce Arians has been pretty consistent, though, saying he always says that one line, we're going to do what's best for the yeah. football team. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I mean, he, his job is to win games. He, I, he's not worried about being popular. He wants to win football games. Yeah, Paul. And the national reaction and local reaction is usually quite different. Yeah. National is more judgmental because we don't care if the Tampa wins or loses. But Tampa, the, the local fans... They're like, just get him on the field. Yeah, We'll deal with uh, issues later. Yeah, everybody, it feels like, has a... In, with their favorite team, there's a player that you love that they're on your team, but you would hate that player if he was uh, playing against your team. I mean, I grew up with the Cincinnati Reds with Pete Rose. Loved Pete. Played hard. The winningest player in baseball history. Uh, but if I was a fan of somebody else playing against you know the big red machine with Pete Rose, I'd hate Pete Rose. But he was my guy and loved him. But there's always that guy, that agitator. Yeah, Paul. There are some athletes, though, that are so good at what they do that they both bother you and you respect. I was a Cubs fan, obviously, but when Mike Schmidt would come to town, I hated what he did to the Cubs. I'm like, man, he's good. Yeah. I would do anything to have Mike Schmidt on my baseball team. And I think there's certain athletes like that. 
Jeff in Indiana leads us off. Hey, Jeff, what's on your mind today? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, uh, shout out to the dads and you guys. Chirp, chirp for BSU, fly the W for the Cubs. Hey, I got three quick things. One, uh, I actually used to date the cousin of the Chicago quarterback. I won't say the name for a long time. Actually, mother's nephew. But uh, we broke up because of the same thing Chicago had problems with. I didn't have enough execution. Secondly, Nahi Hines, didn't he get a good contract from the coach yet? He's not performing like Taylor, yet Taylor's a better running back. And thirdly, you guys are talking about taking a blowout and uh, equated it to uh, a girlfriend dumping you. Forget that, man. Blow up the DMs. That way no one knows. Love you guys. Thank you, Jeff. Um, kind of felt a little all over the place there, Jeff. Celebrity journalist Flo <laughs> Anthony, who claims to have spoken to a source with knowledge from someone close to Wood, says Tiger is struggling. Did he date somebody's cousin's sister who's was the Bears quarterback? Did I get that lineage right? <laughs> Lack of execution. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in rehearsal, it was great. Yeah. I, I bet when he was in his car, like, I got this. I'm yeah. going to crush okay. Dan. Okay. Here, I'm going to say it. This. No, 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 I'm going to say it that way. No, no. This is going to kill. He's rehearsing in a stoplight there. Yeah. Drive up right by him. He's there talking to himself. And then I'm, and I dated the, the, the sister of the cousin of the quarterback of the Bears and lack of, lack of, Lack of execution. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that. not easy. You got about 30 seconds to nail it. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of pressure. I mean, you get all of a sudden you hear your name and you get buzzed in. You're like, oh, I got to do it now. Well, Todd can't do it and he's a professional. Oh, I cannot. No, you're not. I never will. Not be able to. to do it. Not. You guys ever call into a radio station before? Nick Levin? I randomly did to WIP in Philadelphia. They did a night where they're, who is the ugliest professional athlete? And it was so funny that I had to weigh in. And I said, uh, Paul Mokeski of the Bucks. <laughs> oh, good call. <laughs> Big Mo. And they also had Randy Brewer and Alton Lister, who were not exactly oh, matinee idols. Remember yes. that era of Milwaukee Bucks? Yes, yes. You had to be seven foot and ugly. Um who else? Willie McGee always gets votes there. Oh, he was on that show, yeah. But by the way, I could barely breathe. I was so nervous. It was a nighttime <laughs> shift at WIP. <laughs> and I was 16. It was terrifying. I tried to call in. I never got in. Um, Bob Trumpy, former tight end of the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, I'd, I'd call. I'd be like dialing. And you didn't, you know, you didn't have speed dialing. You know, you just had to pound those numbers or you had to go the old phones there, the rotary phones, but uh, never got in. I thought, oh, I'm going to show this guy. I know sports there. Never got in to, to tell him that. Paul, you? Yeah, in Chicago, I was probably 11, so my voice hadn't changed yet. And remember a guy named Chet Kopic? Oh, yeah. Great old school. Oh, Chet Kopic. Chet, Chet, Chet. Come in at you. He was a classic Chicago sports host. Yeah. And I got on, and my little, and he's got this booming voice. I was like, do you think that Gary Fensick is going to be healthy for the playoffs? He goes, not talking about Fensick tonight, kiddo, but we'll talk about that after the break. Okay. Like, he blew off my call because it was a stupid question. But he's, you know, do you think he'll be okay? Uh, so you were Jake before Jake. Totally Jake. Yeah. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, I was going to say, did, was Chet mean about it like Dan was well, to Jake? I know, I know, I know. As my wife says, not everybody gets your sense of humor. And that was a classic moment there. Uh, so you were just being funny with Jake. 
I was trying to be funny. I was trying. Like, oh, no, Jake, we're not talking about that. I was just trying to talk. Just trying to talk. And I went, oh, my God. Like I'm supposed to do. Really be the team to beat this year. I mean, they just look like a mess. And wait, how- wait, Jake, don't overreact like this. You're you're better than that, right? I'm just giving my opinion like I'm supposed to. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, wor- it's worse than I remember. It is. It is. I just give my opinion like I'm supposed to. <sighs> yeah, Paul. Did you tell a nine-year-old you're better than that? Yes. I think you did. I did. Uh, Jake, don't overreact. All right, you're better than that. Admonished him. Just trying to give my opinion like I'm supposed to. And that's why you're probably surprised that my four kids have grown up with some (laughs) normalcy. That that I once said to them, if nobody beats me in a foot race, there's no gifts for Christmas. (laughs) I once said that to them. (laughs) You challenged them to a race? I did. Front yard. And I said... All right, because they're like, hey, let's have a race. And I said, all right, if you guys don't, if nobody beats me, no gifts for Christmas. And, and so my wife goes, what are you doing? I go, they got to learn. And she goes, no, that, that, this isn't how you learn. Is that like a Christmas tradition in the Midwest somewhere that we don't know about? <laughs> the great Christmas race? I didn't even have a race and I didn't get gifts when I was growing up, kids. Who won? I did. You did? Yeah. And then were they crying? Oh, tears. <laughs> oh, it was. God. Once again, not everybody gets my sense of humor. <laughs> yes, McClellan. You know, Jake's well on his way to becoming the youngest general manager yes, in the NBA. Yes. He's an incredibly impressive kid. Yes. Yeah, Jake, the Oracle. Probably partially due to getting toughened yeah. up when he was nine years yeah. old. You know, I'm kind of like Urban Meyer. You know, these guys are soft now. Yeah, you're welcome, Jake. I may kick you during the break, Todd. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Let's take a break. Meathead James Vanderbeek. Ross Tucker will join us up next. Dan Patrick Show. Remember when you played Little League? Played catch with your dad? Well, I got something great for you. You know those broken-in baseball gloves? And you probably still have one of your baseball gloves. I do. So many great memories. Well, a company called FC Goods is going to help you relive your baseball memories. FC stands for Fielder's Choice Goods. They love baseball as much as you do. And they're taking the leather from used vintage baseball gloves from all over the country, and they create unique one-of-a-kind wallets. So no two wallets are the same. Every wallet looks and feels, even smells like baseball. I have one that uh, has Pete Rose's autograph. Paulie has Ryan Sandberg. FC Goods. And they're really, they, they look great. They feel great. And you have that vintage leather, and it's Fielder's Choice Goods. So go to fcgoods.com. Ordering is easy. They'll express mail to them. They uh, have free shipping, so the gift arrives on time. FCGoods.com. Fielder's Choice Goods. The legacy is in the leather. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech to their five-star sales service financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz Vans, built, equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership. 
today. He's Ross Tucker. He's busier than you are. He's the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And uh, he was the color analyst for the Raiders-Browns game last night on Westwood One. He'll be going to the Eagles game. He'll be doing pregame for that tonight ahead of Washington versus Philadelphia. How you feeling? I'm doing fine, man. It's football season. I got about a month more to uh, push through. Although I will tell you, yeah, I don't often do what I did yesterday. I mean, I, I live in central Pennsylvania, the Harrisburg, Hershey area. I drove out to Cleveland in the morning, listen to you guys the whole way. The uh, McLovin's friend that came up to you during taps had me rolling. Uh, but I listened to you the whole way out, five hours, uh, got to the hotel, worked out, showered, did the game, and then just drove home. Got home at like 2 a.m. last night. I didn't feel like staying over. I had too much stuff to do. I don't, I don't often do that, and I don't often, Dan, go to a game not knowing who was going to play in the game. <laughs> I mean, I really like, like I, I've heard of a game time decision before. We're now getting, we're, we're in the era of a lab time decision. Like I was waiting to hear back from the lab to see who would be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns three hours before the game. Do you think players just don't want to be tested anymore? Like, let's just, let's just go. Let's just, you know. We're in the home stretch, and who cares if somebody tests positive or got flu-like symptoms or they're asymptomatic? Does the NFL care? Well, I think there are some players that do, and those players had been previously pushing for daily testing. I think the majority of the players at this point are like, you know what, I'm vaccinated, Uh, maybe I'm boosted, maybe I'm not. You know, 80% of the guys that are testing positive now are asymptomatic. Like, we got to play these games. Because, Dan, it's kind of crazy, right? The game was supposed to be Saturday at 4.30. They postponed it 48 hours. The Browns got three guys back, Wyatt Teller, as well as Tack McKinley and John Johnson. But they lost Jadeveon Clowney. And they're starting right tackle James Hudson in those 48 hours. So the Browns got a net one more guy, Dan. One more guy. So they moved the whole – the NFL moved everything. 48 hours for one extra player for the Cleveland Browns. I'll tell you what's really weird now. The two things we got to talk about. Number one, they're not testing guys unless you have symptoms. Well, guess what? Nobody's going to say they have symptoms. Can you imagine being an NFL offensive lineman and what your offensive line coach would say to you if you came in and said, oh, yeah, trainer, I have the sniffles. I mean, they would look at you like you have three heads. But then I just found out yesterday, I didn't realize this. Do you know they're still going to do some random testing, though? Like almost like you're at the airport and it's TSA pre-check and you go through and you get buzzed and you're like – I don't have any metal on me. They're like, oh, no, it's just a random. They're doing random, which I think, Dan, presents a real issue. Like, what if next week they randomly get a starting quarterback and he's positive? Meanwhile, the team they're playing, the only guy they randomly test is the practice squad punter. I, I think when you do things randomly like that, it opens you up to criticism and skepticism about how random it really is. I'm surprised they did that. Can you refuse? 
I don't know. Is it like when you get pulled over for a DUI or something? You're, just, you're, you're refusing the <laughs> breathalyzer? By the way, I heard you guys talking about that yesterday too. But my point is, is um, no, I don't think you can refuse. That's a great question. What, what are they going to do if you do refuse? If you do refuse, do they, do they say you're a positive or do they fine you? That's, a, that's actually an amazing question. We're talking to Ross Tucker, uh, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Um, also, uh, let's see, uh, at Ross Tucker NFL. That's uh, where he is on social media. All right, a couple of things. Let, let's start with Cleveland. How bad are things in Cleveland and how much worse is it going to get? Well, I think things are going to get better in the sense that they'll get a lot of these guys off the COVID list. The problem is their schedule is brutal. I mean, everybody in the AFC North is. They got to play the Packers on Christmas Day on Saturday now. I think they'll get Baker Mayfield and some of these guys back by Saturday, but I guess you don't know how long it takes for the virus to get out of your body so that you don't test positive. That was a huge loss last night. I mean, I, I can't remember ever calling a game. There's a lot of things that were surprising last night, but can't remember calling a game where if the team won, they were in first place in their division and they were the four seed. But because Derek Carr led the Raiders for that field goal late and the Browns lost, Dan, they're the 12 seed now. They went from the four seed to the 12 seed. I've never heard of that, and it's because there's about 25 teams in the NFL that have seven or eight wins right now. It's unbelievable. Um, And you look at the whole AFC North, they all have tough schedules moving forward. It kind of feels like the Bengals are the team with the best chance right now. The Ravens are kind of reeling. Steelers are still kind of beat up. The only thing I thought I knew before the season was that the Bengals would be the worst team in the AFC North. And they might end up winning the division. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out the Cleveland Browns, if they don't make the playoffs, like how do you assess Baker Mayfield for that next big contract that is kind of hanging over the franchise? I don't think they're going to give him one. I really don't. I mean, you know, if you remember after the Lions game, they won, and he didn't talk to the media the day after the game, and his wife had a social media post. And then even last week, When they beat the Ravens, he talked about how they were too conservative. He talked about internal things. Like, what are you doing? I mean, what's he? First of all, this is the worst he's played in a while. But secondly, why is he going back to a couple years ago when he's saying things in the media that just don't help the team? Internal things, calling out the coaching staff when being too conservative. My read on it is I think that the contract thing's bothering him. I think that he's seen what happened with Josh Allen. I think he probably has a feeling that maybe the organization doesn't love him, and that's got to be hard. I mean, he's always had the chip on his shoulder. He walks on at Texas Tech. They don't love him. He leaves. He goes to Oklahoma. It's got to be tough to be the number one overall pick. A year ago, he's the toast of the town, and the Browns are – And I think on some level, part of this buildup is because he's getting nervous that they're not they're not going to make him the guy. They're not going to give him the long term deal. Yeah, I I just wonder what the Browns, how they assess this. And I was surprised when he talked about he talked about something internal and it, it felt like there was a disconnect with him and Kevin Stefanski, the head coach. 
it, it feels like Baker's involved in all of these controversies. You know, it's Odell Beckham. It's play calling, uh, wanting to play. I decide if I'm going to play or not. And I think it just there's a little too much there for me and not enough production that I can put up with this if you give me that. And it right now, that's a balancing act that I don't like. Well, and, and to add on to that, okay, they won both of those games. It, to me, Dan, as a former player, I'm an offensive lineman. Why is he creating drama after wins? I mean, we should be happy. We won the game, and yet against the Lions, they didn't score very many points. They didn't talk to the media. And against the Ravens, they let the Ravens come back. They had to, so he says internal things. These are wins. Why, why, that, that's the part of it that probably bothers me the most. I was wondering about the job openings. You got the Raiders will be open. The Bears are open. The Jags are open. If I gave you all three to choose from, door number one, two, or three. Um, I think I think I might go Raiders one, and that will surprise people. I took the Raiders too. I, I think Derek Carr is a top ten quarterback in the NFL. I mean, I. I was impressed by him again last night. You know, they dropped a bunch of passes. His O-line's not great. They typically can't run the ball a lick. He's been under pressure forever. I think he's, I don't know, the eighth, ninth, tenth best quarterback in the NFL. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hmm. with that, right? I mean, I think you could say the Jaguars' entry point is better because – Anything after Urban Meyer will be a positive. They'll be patient with you. You have Trevor Lawrence, but I'm not. I'm not sure that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a top ten quarterback. I already know that Derek Carr is, and they were rolling this year till they had the Gruden drama, the Henry Ruggs accident. You know, getting rid of Arnett. They just had a lot of drama this year. I feel like you get a good coach in there. You stop the drama. I think the Raiders could be a playoff team next year. I mean, they could be a playoff team this year still. Chris Collinsworth brought something up on Sunday night, and it's that dirty secret that if you ask players, would you rather get hit low or get hit in the head, most players would probably say, hit me in the head. I can lose a, you know, I can be out for a game as opposed to I can be out for the season. Like Chris Godwin, if I ask him today, hey, would you rather get hit low or get hit high? He's going to say, I'll take the concussion here. The NFL doesn't want to hear this or doesn't want us to hear this, but players feel this way. Like, okay, I got a concussion. If I get a torn ACL, I'm done. Where do you stand on this? If I, if I took you back to when you're 26 years of age and I said, hey, they can hit you low or they're going to hit you up high? Well, um, you know, a couple things. First of all, it doesn't have to be an either-or proposition. Right. I mean, you can hit a guy high, but not be in the head. You know, you should the target should be above the knee to the shoulder. I mean, knee to shoulder should be a pretty big target range. Number yeah, but, one. Number but two, Ross, let, let's be fair. This is like the strike zone in baseball where they go, oh, it's from the knees to the armpits. It's not. It's 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 far smaller than that. And these defensive players, if you're playing it and it moves so fast, I may accidentally hit you and, you know, get fined or suspended. I hit you in the helmet. I, I, get, I can get tossed from the game. It's just they, they haven't the, – the playing field's not level for what a defensive player is allowed to do. Well, and to your point, Dan, 
If I play defense, I would definitely err on the side of caution, and I would go low. Yeah. I don't want the fine. I don't want the penalty. I would go low. And to answer your question, because they've actually changed this rule as of this year, but when I was playing, you get out there on a screen pass, Dan, or you'd pull out to the outside and there's a corner or a safety, those guys would come flying up and they would dive at your knees. That's what they were taught because they can't go up high. If they go up high, you're going to just grab them and throw them. So DBs used to go up my knees. I hated that. I, I would much rather them come high at me and hit me in the head. I have a huge head. You guys know that. I, I, I'd much rather them hit me in the head than go low. They've actually changed that rule that outside the tight end box, they can't go low anymore, and the DBs don't really even know what to do. I watched, I, I watched a flag get thrown this weekend where there was a five foot ten defensive back, and he had a six five lineman, and he couldn't do anything. He had to basically say, go ahead and, and steamroll me because he couldn't. He went low, and he got flagged for that because yeah. there's no other place. Like, you can't go up top with a lineman. No. No, I mean, that's just physics. That's not going to work. What those guys really have to do is they got to just try to make you miss. You know, they got to jab inside, pop back outside. They, they can't take you on at all. Mm. But they used to be taught, take the lineman down right there and create a pile. Did you ever get knocked out? Never unconscious. And, in fact, when I played, you know, I don't really think we thought it was a concussion unless you were knocked unconscious. I've seen multiple guys on the field asleep like a baby. One guy in college at a night game, and one, and one time Drew Bledsoe, we were playing at the Meadowlands. Dan, he was laying on like the 42-yard line like this, like, like, like asleep like a baby. And by the way, he might have came back into that game now that I think about it. I'm not even sure just to tell you how different it was. But I do know in hindsight – several concussions that I got. But back then it was just like you kind of just saw stars and you're like, oh, man, that was crazy. But you just kept playing. You didn't really know that that was a concussion and you should say something and you should come out of the game. Uh, most important game for which team tonight? Seahawks, Rams, Washington Eagles. Out of those four, who has to win? Yeah, I would say the Eagles. Uh, I, I would say the Eagles, you know, if the Rams win, then they're right there with the Cardinals, which is great. But if they lose, they're still going to be the five seed in the NFC. Seattle's not going to be able to get back into it. There's too many teams with seven wins now. For Washington, I mean, as of right now, we'll see what happens at 4 p.m. But as of right now, they have like 16, 18 guys, whatever it is on the COVID list. Eagles have to win this game. I mean, the Eagles are coming off of a bye they're playing against a team that has a bunch of guys on the COVID list, including their top two quarterbacks. The Eagles, if they win, then they're 7-7 seven and seven right there in the playoff mix. Eagles have to win tonight. There's, there's no way around it. Always great to catch up with you, and uh, hopefully you get a breather here next couple of days. And, and uh, I will on Christmas. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, buddy. And uh, thanks Likewise, again for joining us. All right. That's Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He works for CBS Westwood One. Did the Browns Raiders last night. He's got the Eagles pregame tonight against Washington. We'll take a break. Phone calls coming up. The Hall of Famer Steve Young will join us coming up next hour here on the Dan Patrick Show.
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday night, Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team head to Dallas to take on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys NFC East showdown Sunday, 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. One of the common ingredients for most Super Bowl teams is staying healthy. Last year, if you remember, the Buccaneers had almost their entire team available for the playoffs. And that kind of luck doesn't normally happen or doesn't last very long. And Tampa's now scrambling after the shocking shutout loss at home to the Saints. They learned yesterday Chris Godwin out for the season torn ACL. Mike Evans has a hamstring injury. He's day-to-day. Leonard Fournette also has a hamstring injury. He could miss some time. Tom Brady looked miserable on Sunday without his weapons, and hopefully Evans' injury won't linger. But, you know, Brady's going to get Antonio Brown back, and he wants him back, so he's coming back. You know, the Bucks have two games against the Panthers and one against the Jets. And, you know, then they'll finish the regular season. So let's say they end up with, what, 12 wins, McLevin? They, maybe 13 if they win all three. Does that sound right? Yes, I believe so. Okay. So they have two games against the Panthers, one against the Jets, and there's time to right the ship. The question is, how healthy are they going to be when they get to the postseason? And are you going to be able to have that number one seed in the NFC, it feels like it's going to be Green Bay. Is that right, McLevin? Yeah, 13 and four if they no, win thir- out. 13 and four. And Green Bay, what's Green Bay's schedule? I know they have Cleveland coming up this weekend. I think they got Detroit and the Vikings. Does that sound right? The last two games, Vikings and then Detroit. All right, yes. So they have the Vikings and at Detroit. Okay. And if they win two of three they're going to end up at 13 wins? Uh, yeah, I believe so, which would give them... And do they have the tiebreaker? Were you just saying that? Sorry, over the Bucks Because there was... Let me see. Yes, Paulie. This is a really good schedule coming yeah. up the next few days. Thursday, you have 49ers, Titans, mm-hmm. both still playoff eligible. Like you said, Browns, Packers. Colts, Cardinals on Christmas night. Eight and six Colts, 10 and four Cardinals. Cardinals could lose the division with that game. Buffalo at New England. Yep. Baltimore at Cincinnati is spicy. And uh, San Francisco at Tennessee Thursday night. Um, Man. You know, that's one of those games that you're going to maybe figure out, you know, what these teams are. Because right now I'm not not sure. San Francisco is, is winning. I just don't know how good they are. And Tennessee looked great and now they they look very beatable yeah mclovin yeah the packers have every edge to get that number one seed but the number two seed will play one of these bad teams like the washington football team or vikings is that Mm. so much of a penalty this year do you think um well 
didn't Tampa have trouble with Washington? They sure did. So, That's a great I'm, point. I mean, Tampa had trouble with the Saints. They had more trouble with Washington than they did with yeah. the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Sunday Bills at Patriots. I, I'm curious if that gets chippy after what happened last game, kind of being embarrassed. The, the, the Bills get chippy at all. And the other one I thought was saucy was uh, the Steelers should not beat the Chiefs on Sunday. No, they should not. Wait, but that, it'd be a classic Ben Roethlisberger best game of his season game, and now you have to consider bringing him back. Well, if you want to put T.J. Watt in the MVP race, Pittsburgh wins that, and he has a great game. Then T.J. Watt will be at least mentioned. And there have been some you know, really good seasons turned in by defensive players. Uh, Arn- uh, Arnaldo in Maryland. Hopefully I got that right. Arnaldo? Yeah, you got that right. What's on hey, your mind? I actually just wanted to talk about the Cowboys getting on the number one seed, and you mentioned every other team that's the 10 and 4 record. They'll mention the Cowboys. Why would that be? Uh, just forgot Arnaldo. Well, I believe they have the actually being the benefactors of having that weak division. I believe they have the best odds. Obviously, the the Packers are a game ahead, but I, I am a Cowboys fan too. I have to state that I'm I do have like the bias. <laughs> the most covered team in football by far. No matter what what year it is, they're the most covered team, Arnoldo. And I'm sorry, I, 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 it slipped my mind to mention the Cowboys. I apologize. Great shame. Great shame. Yes, McLevin. That is really interesting, too, because I don't think the average fan thinks of them at that in that Packers-Bucks mix yet. But yeah. They're, they're right there. Yeah, yeah sure. So, so are the Rams. If you want to put teams up there, it's fine. I'm good with that. So I, I'm the one host who doesn't spend endless hours talking about the Cowboys. Hater. Yeah. When they're losing, I don't spend endless hours talking about the Cowboys. When they're winning, all right, I'll mention when it needs to be mentioned. You know, the fascinating part of the Cowboys is Jerry Jones just won't shut up. Like, if Dak's going through a slump, it's okay. You don't have to say publicly that he's going through a slump. Like, just stop. You know, it, it's his ego is just, you know, he's the only owner who hosts his own radio show or has his own radio show. You know, you don't have to tell me. I, I appreciate it, but I wouldn't want to be Dak Prescott and, you know, hey, Jerry says you're uh, in a slump. All right. And? And then he's, he's talking about the receivers running the wrong routes. I go, easy, Jerry. You know, <laughs> like somebody gave him, you know, a football for dummies, you know, kind of tutorial. And he's like, you know, they're, they're rounding off their routes there. You know, if you're going to take the top off the, the, the defense. Yes, McLovin. They do have an uh, unremarkable schedule here. They beat the Giants with Mike Lennon 21-6. They edged the beat up Washington football team. And they only beat New Orleans because Taysom Hill threw about eight interceptions with a broken finger in the second half. Yeah. And that was very close. They haven't really been the juggernaut from early in the season. No, but they're still dangerous because I got two really good defensive players. And I like Dak. Um, you got you got a good running game overall. You got some good weapons. Uh, I'm not big on you know the Cowboys out coaching anybody. But they're 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 a talented team in a really bad division. So <laughs> t- 
Tomorrow, Cowboys for three hours. That's a different show. Yes. Zing. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to ask Steve Young about the Cowboys coming up next hour. Don't forget LeBron. And LeBron. Uh, final hour coming up. Come on, let's go. Every day's the Super Bowl. Come on, <laughs> let's go. Come on, let's go. Oh, but there's one more item here. This Christmas week, DraftKings has a gift that will certainly put you in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win 150 in free bets if they're victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, your Christmas can still be merry because everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code Patrick. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if that team is victorious. That's promo code Patrick this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.